Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishmael people. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the Hala Hala podcast taste test episode, Jesse samples the news media outlet Rappler. Mm. Now, what did it taste like, Kuya? What did this news media outlet and website taste like? It tasted like light roasted, caffeinated. Uh but bold tasting coffee with two pumps of thin white chocolate with two equal parts of <laughs> lactose-free clean. <laughs> That's very specific. And, it's very specific, but yes. Well, because it's daily, it's reliable, and it gets my day going. And it's not too strong, but palatable enough for me to kind of take in. And forms part of my ritual at looking at my various news sources oh, yeah? in the morning. Mm. So after I get up, I have a literal cup of coffee that sounds very much what I've just described. <laughs> and then I would say that among them is Rappler, which again is an independent news outlet based out of Pasig City, which is within the Metro Manila area. And what's most notable when they started being critical, or they became most notable when they started to be critical of the Duterte uh-huh. government and questioning the fake news and doing diligent fact checking. So in some ways, that's kind of why it reminds me of coffee with, <laughs> with some white chocolate in it and a lot of cream, lactose-free, by the way, <laughs> is, is that it really wakes me up and gets my day going. Like it's just a starter, a nice shot of caffeine, but like sweet on the way in. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything sugary. It's just, it's very palatable, right? right? Despite sometimes some of the difficult news that kind of comes up. Now, is it worth the pop culture calories for this cup of coffee you have in the morning? Yeah, I... Certainly think it does. Uh-huh. It gives us what I at least think is a decidedly different view of not only news in the Philippines, uh-huh. but really their take on the world news as well. It not only just comments on what's going on in the Philippines, but what it sees in terms of major headlines. And sometimes it's different from Canadian and North American coverage, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the same. Oh, Sometimes has a different point of view. And I just think that that's really important, that even the news at home can we kind of get caught up in certain ways of thinking, Eurocentric, North American Ah. ways of thinking, if you will. So it's just nice to kind of get this different perspective. Again, I find them reliable and I really take comfort that they are proud of fact-checking the information that they report on. And I think that this is why the pop culture calories are really worth it in my mind. And what does it remind you in the pop culture buffet? Well, you know, it's not like those typical Globe and Mail, New York Times, Washington Post websites, Uh but it's structured more like Blog Toronto or Time Out New York meets the Philippines, 
but powered by the New York Times in terms of fact-checking and writing and editorial. So it has a blog format of news reports, but really with the journalistic integrity of the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of these other news media, international news media outlets. So that's what it reminds me of. I have to say, like, like even looking at their splash page as I'm doing right now, I wouldn't think it wasn't blog TO. Yeah. Like, I would look quickly <laughs> yeah. and, like, the same color scheme or whatever and the same choice of titles and stuff and yes. graphics. Yes. It, it totally does look like a North American news media site, I have to say. Yeah, it does. And it, so it's enjoyable that way and feels somewhat familiar. familiar. But of course, a decidedly different point of view. Yeah. Right. What do you appreciate most about Rappler? Yeah, I alluded to it before. And I think in today's age of disinformation, uh-huh. I really appreciate the fact checking. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate about this, and I think which is why we wanted to do this taste test, even though that this is something that I've been following Rappler for the last number of years uh-huh. um, for Sex and Politics Month, where you know the latter half of this month's episodes have been more on politics, is is that it's not afraid to be the fourth estate, meaning Love that. you know it's not afraid of being the watchdog of the That's government. Right. You know, its slogan, after all, is and I quote: "Fearless reporting delivered to you." It does a lot of advocacy also for digital literacy and subscription to ethical journalism. And like what I said in this age of disinformation, it's more important than ever to actually get the right information and information that you can trust. And they have really been on the forefront of really analyzing what happens when you look at disinformation and how it affects people's thoughts and ideas. And in fact, they had done one on the Philippine elections and had actually shown through people's Facebooking of how it creates a particular echo chamber so people don't actually hear different points of views. And they charted it all out. And it was quite beautiful to someone that is scholarly minded <laughs> as myself or academically minded. That's right. And it was just like, wow, like really thoughtful, scientific, and ethical at the same time. So that's certainly what I appreciate about it. And then you'll recall we had done a taste test season ago or a couple of seasons ago on Thousand Yes. Tests, which has the founder and CEO of Rappler, Maria Ressa, as we had discussed. That's right. And her vision for ethical reporting is someone that I certainly admire and also respect. And she has become a Nobel Peace Prize laureate in 2021 for this advocacy and on what it means to do proper reporting and what it means to democratic government. In as much as the judiciary is supposed to kind of uphold certain things and the government is supposed to uphold certain things and the executive is Mm -hmm. supposed to uphold certain things and there are all these checks and balances, the freedom of the press or the press having freedom is really important. And she stood for that and said, you know, like we should be watching the government and questioning it. And of course, as she questioned it, did she get imprisoned or or at least lots of warrants out for her arrest from the Duterte government? And so great for her for standing up for those values instead of cowering to power and speaking truth to power, which is why I think she's deserving of that Nobel Peace Prize last year. And clearly, like you said, the slogan, fearless reporting delivered to you, it's, it's so true. It is so true. It's very true. It's, true. it's very true. Especially if you could be in prison, right? Exactly. Really if you if you have totally like fearless. people in New York City from George Clooney and Amal Clooney saying, I'm worried about you going back to the Philippines. And I'm here's my concerned. cell phone number. Here's my cell phone number. I'm going to write on a little piece of paper, beautiful Amal Clooney. And <laughs> Marie's like, just let me get my purse. And she's putting in there. <laughs> but there's that genuine concern she's- where even George Clooney pokes funny. I'm just a star. This woman is putting her life out there 
to ensure that mm. people get the information they need. That's right. It's a big feat. I don't think something for people to chew on. Would you sample this Rappler? I think it's pretty clear. Again. Yes. And I sample it every day. Yeah. Right? Like what I said, it's part of my daily routine of checking out what does Rappler have to say on world events and what does Rappler have to say on what's going on in the Philippines. So I certainly would sample it every day. To whom would you recommend it? Mm. I think any Filipinax, Filipina, Filipino in the diaspora wanting news and information that they can trust about the Philippines. I think it's easy to kind of wait for our own local or national or provincial news networks to tell us about what's happening in the Philippines, but you can do it easily by, you know, just looking on the Rappler website or going on YouTube. They even have a Rappler channel. And of course, there's the regular news outlets that are there in the Philippines, but I, again, I really just appreciate their fact-checking and their diligence around that. And that's who I'd recommend it to, anyone that really wants information that they can trust. Well, folks, we want to know what you think. Have you sampled Rappler.com? Highly recommended. Email us at holohollopopculture at gmail.com to share your thoughts. Holohollow Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Please rate us and leave a review. Find us on Twitter. Our handle's at holohollopop. And we're on Instagram at holohollopopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chal Turingen, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you guys soon. <laughs>